quitethethingmedia.com. The network, oh, without constraints. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Long Term Memory. My name is Jack, and joining me, as always, is... Colin! Colin. man. How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. Uh, very good. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed last week's show, and I'm looking forward to this one as well. It's been good. The, the level of listener input we've had in the last couple of weeks is tremendous, actually. Um, it, it helps us in terms of planning it gives us content people want to hear and it also gives us that little reassurance that people are listening Jack which is always nice yeah um, we are full of great content and home of great pies as well obviously pie sports um, we got decent input uh, decent feedback, decent entry numbers considering it's a very small area really where we deliver to well, we don't deliver to but pie sports do so we will announce the winner later on in our Pie sports section. We're going to make it a little bit more difficult this week and ask you a question. It's a question that you can't get wrong, but uh, <laughs> like, so uh, don't worry too much about that. So, roles are reversed a little bit this week, mate. I am hanging out my berries, <laughs> like, not feeling great at all. A little bit of a hangover, but um, sweating, usual, usual. But you're all right, yeah. I'm alright, yeah, one of these weeks we're going to have a show where we're both just fucking tip-top, um, and what a show that'll be, it'll fly up those iTunes charts. <laughs> I'm sure it will, um, But uh, and, until then, uh, we have to just make do. Um, funny enough, I mentioned iTunes charts there, I wanted to just quickly mention a little thing about iTunes and Apple in general this week because of the the premium content that we've been offering on Wrong Term Memory, as you know if you've been listening, uh, we've kind of jumped on board with this new Apple subscriptions that they do where we're putting out an extra show on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday and a Friday. Um, far more of you signed up for it than I thought you would and we really, really, really appreciate it. It is above and beyond. We're absolutely delighted with that. Mm-hmm. However, this is new for Apple and as much as it pains me to say it, they have made a right arse of it at times. Um, the Podcast Connect software that they use has been failing um, all the time. We're uploading stuff to come out every day and it's just not going out and... Although me and Jack create the content, we don't actually pay for our own content, so we don't subscribe, so we don't often see that it's not uploaded until you guys tell us. So we are working on trying to get it fixed. We're looking at to see what the problems are and speaking to people at Apple through the various help support forums and all that sort of stuff that we've got access to. So please stick with us. We apologise profusely on Apple's behalf and we will make sure that everything that should be uploaded will be uploaded eventually once Apple get their act together. So Apple, sort it out. Sort it out, yeah. But it says we're uploading, it's saying published, it's not going into the podcast app on your phone, but it's on, it's it's there. Like it's there in the Apple world, but it's not going to phones. And 95% of people listen on phones, I think the stats sort of bear out to that. So it's a little bit annoying. We're uploading, it's just it's just not working right, and it's a pain in the ass, but we will keep uploading and we will um, keep bringing you that. That daily content, which is um, what we enjoy. Working through the nineties there, but today we're speaking about nineteen ninety three, mate. Anything come to mind straight away? Um, I I just think um the in terms of nineteen ninety three, when I looked at some of the notes and some of the stuff we'd planned, I got a genuine feel of nostalgia more so probably than I've had from ninety one and ninety two, and it was that genuine nostalgia where mm. I had a look at it and I thought I actually remember this rather than it being planted memories or knowledge nostalgia where you've learned of something after the past. I remember being nine, and particularly the music that we'll talk about later, it was just amazing. And looking at the chart for that year, the, the 40 most popular songs, 
it was just song after song after song that I love that I'm actually looking forward to us finishing recording so I can go and rebash and listen to some of them actually. So I think if for me it was been nine, been right into music and the pop chart's been tremendous. And there's nothing cool there. There's nothing hip. There's nothing to make people think Colin's a cool guy. But some of the songs are just tremendous. Yeah, the thing that the thing that pops into mind for me, again, we're going to cover later actually, so I'm not going to go into too much depth, but it involves two things that shouldn't really go together, uh, sport and a knife. So that, some people know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. I'm thinking back to 1993, but that's something I really remember because it was so shocking. Uh, but we will get there. That happened later on in the year, I think. You're talking around about, no, middle of the year, April that happened. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I was at a, a party. I know, I know we'd done a UFC roundup last week, kind of. I need to do a little bit of a UFC roundup because two lassies started punching each other, right? And, like, youngsters, too much sun, too much, like... Um, drink and son basically so I was at a party it was Karen's nephew's wife's birthday party right so there was a like mixed company there but the funny thing was <laughs> they started fighting in a gazebo and it was um, eight sided <laughs> I swear to god uh-huh. it was an octagon <laughs> <laughs> oh man so this was your missus nephew's cousin's wife. wife's no, wife nephew's wife right okay that wasn't it wasn't that far away it's it's just too far away though that's you've made (laughs) a mistake going to that in the first place i would have avoided that like the plague well that was the thing i really didn't want to go um pushed it back it started at two o'clock we didn't get it to about half six seven and by that time everybody was sort of well oiled we sort of stuck i say stuck together you know what i mean you kind of find your own wee bit and you have you have your conversations with a couple of people Really didn't speak to about 95% of the people there, but it was okay until that sort of kicked off in the octagon. So I suppose that is our UFC roundup of the week. Yeah, ding, ding. January then, Colin. Good place to start the year, I suppose. And right on the very first day, January the 1st, Czechoslovakia ceases to exist. Um, The Czech Republic and Slovakia separate in the so-called Velvet Divorce. I don't remember this, uh, not right into my politics when I was that old, or sort of geopolitical shit going on like that. So, again, just sort of stuck it in because I suppose a pretty big thing happening in Europe when a country stops existing and splits into fucking, what, two places? You, know? you Yeah, you know those moments in time where you, you see something, Jack, and something just dawns on you that you've been oblivious to your whole life? Is that it? Yeah, Czechoslovakia, Czech Slovakia. Um, oh, I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You've just had one too. I had. I've seen the words Czechoslovakia. I've seen the word Czech Republic and the word Slovakia almost a million times in my life. I have never put them together and realised that Czech Slovakia is Czechoslovakia. Jesus Christ! Wow, that is. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> The, the stuff we learn. Um, I've been to the Czech Republic and I've been to Slovakia. Um, I went to Prague with Lisa and it was fun. They've got a CNA still in Prague and they've got a big square where it's really expensive to drink beer. Um, I've also been to Slovakia. Uh, I went to watch my football team play an away game in Slovakia years ago and it was a mental place. Absolutely nuts. Um, 
I think if I had a choice to go back to one of them again, I'd probably go back to Slovakia though because it was really, really cheap. Well, I've been to Poland a couple of times and I'm not a cheap person, um, but it does make it really good when it's that cheap. Like, because you can do so much stuff. You can do it if you yes. want, like, yes. <laughs> and you, you become greedy with cheapness as well. Like, we, I remember we went to the Chinese one night after the football, we went to a Chinese, there was about 12 of us around this table, and it was one of those old-fashioned Chinese restaurants with a table that spins in the middle. Okay. And we were literally ordered 12 starters, 12 main courses, 12 side dishes, and we just kept ordering more stuff because it was 50 pence a side dish and stuff like that, and we've got this table overflowing with stuff, overflowing with drinks and things, and... It's so cheap you forget it's money and you just start throwing it about. It's it's, it's great fun. Yeah, there was a place in Poland called Moa, Moa Burger or something like that. Where the burgers were like the, the biggest burgers I've ever seen. And you got like, you know, like big massive bottles of beer, like a litre bottle of beer. Yeah. And it was like it was like it was like fucking three quid, man, for like burger chips and a beer. I mean you, you would pay that for the beer quite happily here. You know those type of beers are three fifty, four pounds at the supermarket. Absolutely, and yeah. you get a whole meal for that, and it, like I says, the biggest burger I've ever had. Couldn't finish it, and I'm I'm a big man. Like I can finish my food, and I just couldn't finish it. Man, there was just far too much stuff on it. Because again, you're like that, yeah. Stick some bacon, a wee bit of extra cheese, stick an onion ring on it. Fuck it, go for it. Just I, you may as well, you know, <laughs> because it's absolute peanuts. But I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Poland, and I would definitely, definitely go back back there. Something that does come up quite a lot. On our shows is robberies, Colin. Uh, I presume because they're pretty newsworthy, especially when it's like seven point four million dollars. Um, yeah, um, it's stolen from it was stolen from the Brinks Armored Car Depot in Rochester, New York. So, an armored car depot sounds like a place full of armored cars. <laughs> So have they stolen loads of armoured cars or have they stole the contents of an armoured car? And if they have, it can't have been a particularly well-armoured car. It's, it's, an, it's an odd <coughs> one. These, is, these are these things sometimes when we do the research for these and we just stick in a wee sentence. We start the discussion and we realise we really need more information. Yeah, we <laughs> and we know don't nothing about it. it. Yeah, yeah. What a, but what a, Rochester, New York. Yeah, um, fifth largest robbery in US history then. Do you remember that... Um, the guys you would see with the big helmets that would drive these vans used to handcuff. Yes, the suitcase thing. The, the suitcase, suitcase thing. I, I don't know if it, it's true or not, but they stopped doing that because somebody ran up and just chopped the guy's hand off. Oh, really? Fucking hell. I think, I don't know if that's one of these urban legends, but I think somebody like, or they kidnapped him or something, chopped his hand off to get the suitcase, get the, basically the money suitcase, suitcase thing. It makes sense. I remember when when the first when the iPhone came out and it first had Touch ID built into it, and people were saying use Touch ID rather than a passcode. You don't need your passcode anymore. They were very very deliberate in their marketing and also in their announcement that yes, your from your fingerprint is the most secure form of entry now. However, you will only be able to use it if it's a living thumb. Um, right, I never so knew that. <laughs> if you if you've got an, if you've got your thumbprint on your iPhone and say I really want to get in your phone, Jack, I just really want to see your show notes one week. Yeah. If I was to chop off your thumb and use it to unlock your phone, it wouldn't work because in order for the thumbprint to work, it needs to have blood circulating through it. Apparently, as part of the the, the tech, and they were very particular about making that clear at the time. So there probably is some something in that that it, it needs to be. So I would imagine a security guard or someone at some point has had their arm cut off. Yeah, just to get that. I'd imagine those fucking 
big suitcase things, they're pretty much not impossible to get into, but they're not like fucking spray paint on, or like, they've got powder packs or something that burst if you try to a force it pack. open. A dye pack, basically, that just yeah. covers the money, making it completely useless anyway, so. Criminals, sometimes you kind of think, do have some smarts, and then sometimes you think, like, mm, wait then, <laughs> don't be silly, <laughs> basically, <laughs> you know. Um, that's it, aye. Bill Clinton, obviously. Yeah, Everybody knows who that is. Yeah, uh, 25th of January, he's sworn in as the 42nd president of the United States of America. Anything come to mind about Bill Clinton apart from the obvious? I think that's a real shame because, you know what, there isn't anything else that comes to mind other than the fact that he he got a blowjob under his desk from Monica Lewinsky and he left a stain on her blue dress. Um, yeah. And that is, that's his presidency, unfortunately, in a nutshell. And I bet you people like our mate Davey and others that are right into US politics and particularly presidencies, they'll know all sorts of stuff that Bill Clinton did and I'm sure he did do some great stuff. But unfortunately, that guy's tenure is kind of marred a little bit in that he got a blowjob in the Oval Office or in the White House Office, whatever it was. Yeah, there was a few things on Wikipedia because I'll be honest, that's kind of what I use. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to say like I'm a super researcher. There were a few things that popped up about Bill Clinton, but I never put any more in about him. And I think one of them was that he ordered some sort of laser missile strike like on some building in Baghdad later on that year as one of his first sort of like major decision things prior early on in his presidency then like they threatened to kill George Bush senior like they were they put a, a hit out on him and he thought fuck that and he, he bombed the shit out of them with one of those like super guided missile things but again one of his first things to do was that that's some start first day in the yeah. office and you're doing that shit yeah we're staying in America for uh, February mate yeah, February the 26th. I don't remember this at all. I, I remember it because well, I don't remember it. This is one of those false memories where you've learnt of something after the after the after the time or after the event, and you think you remember it, but I don't from from when it happened. But yeah, February twenty sixth, the World Trade Center bombings in New York City. Uh, a van bomb was parked beneath the blue the North Tower of the World Trade Center and it explodes and it killed six people and injured over a thousand. And the only reason I know about this, Jack, is because I've watched so many documentaries about nine eleven. And they always talk about how this was the the World Trade Center disaster. This was the worst thing to ever happen in the World Trade Center, etc. And then obviously it got mm. absolutely gazumped, for want of a better expression. Uh, but this mm. was this was a big deal. The fact that somebody was able to get a van there, detonate it, kill people, injure a thousand people, and it was huge at the time. And um, people were very very scared, but they had no idea obviously what was coming after that. That's it, man. No, I don't remember that at all. Even reading it, I thought like that would have kick started or jogged a memory, but no, um, not had a good time of it. Obviously, the World Trade Center, man. So, um, and it started to be back then. This is what I was trying getting at. Um, April the thirtieth. I was speaking about Monica Seles. Yeah, she was world number one at the time in women's tennis, and it was in Germany where a mad fan ran on and stabbed her during the match. Like, what the fuck? Like. <laughs> It's Maniac, obviously. I think he was in love with her. One of those, like, obviously really fucked up, creepy weirdo. And he ran on and stabbed the poor lassie, man. Like, like, you go to work. One of the, like, it's an old chestnut. It's a cliche. 
You should you should be fucking stabbed at work. Like, no. <clears throat> do you remember this? Is that? Oh, that's, that's, I do remember it because it was such big news. I don't. I wasn't a big tennis fan at the time around for that, but this was like front page news. It was in all the papers. First item on the, the news at ten with Trevor McDonald and all that sort of stuff. It's it's a big thing. This it's still an issue even to this day. There was a thing recently to Jack just last week in the wrestling and AEW wrestling, all all elite wrestling, where a fan ran into the into the ring and tried to attack Chris Jericho and they uh, tried to attack the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho and the Young Bucks kicked the shit out of him and basically threw him out of the ring. And this was a guy who was obsessed with a podcast. It's a it's a wrestling podcast called Jim Cornette. He used to be involved in wrestling years ago and he thinks modern wrestling is rubbish and he spends his whole life just telling people how shit the current wrestling is. Guy with the big and, specs? Yeah, guy with the big specs. Right. So corny. He's, he's, his podcast is actually quite entertaining, right? But he's deranged. And this <laughs> nutcase has listened to him and got so tuned into him and thinks he knows everything right because he's Jim Cornette, etc. He's went into the ring and tried to batter a wrestler. He's then been arrested, taken out, etc. And then went on Twitter and said, I did this for Jim Cornette. Yeah. Um, it's Who's the guy that Jim Cornette has got beef with? He was in one of those Vince, documentaries. Uh, Vince Russo. Right, okay. Vince Russo. Uh, they've got a restraining Vince Russo's got a restraining order. That they genuinely hate each other. So they hate each other. And <laughs> they used to be writers. They used to work together in the uh-huh. writing room together. Uh-huh. And now they're, they can't be in the same place as each other. Yeah. Um, uh, was it the, the screw job? I don't know. I don't know what one, but both of them are on it. They were both um, involved in that, yeah. Um, yeah. Jim Cornette's a weird guy. He, he lets his, he lets guys go over the house and bang his wife and stuff like that. Or is he a, a cuck? Is it a cuck? I think, yeah, a, a, something like that. I'm not sure. It's, 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 a, it's, a weird, it's a weird old thing, that. This one kind of made me laugh um, about NASA <laughs> because, like, you blast a rocket towards Mars. Like, the fucking science that goes into that, like, just aiming it to, <laughs> to get there. And it's it's getting there, like it takes years or whatever, and then three days before it's about ten to Robert, you just lose radio contact, man, just lose it. Like, it's gone. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what <laughs> it's oh, brutal. Mate. Absolutely brutal. I, I wanted to ask you this about this actually when I noticed this was in there. I went to the cinema on Friday evening and I went and saw The Fast and the Furious number nine, right? right. Have you seen it yet? I don't think you have. And I don't I don't think you probably will. During this film, right, and I'm sorry for anybody that's wanting spoilers, right, but it's the Fast and the Furious, you fucking get what you get, you don't get upset. The Fast and the Furious is a section in it where there is a a satellite in space which is uploading a file which could cause a lot of issues, right? And they have to stop this satellite from doing this. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So what they do is they fit some rocket projectile missiles onto the back of a car and they take the car into space. <laughs> no, they don't. But they do, right? And, and, and they don't have um, spaceman suits, so they use deep sea diving suits and deep sea diving helmets, right? This is and, the biggest. This is the biggest movie franchise in the world, yeah. Yeah, they're right, in okay. space and they're kicking about in their car. And shut up, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, right? They're in space, kicking about in their car, and they see this satellite. And they don't know how to destroy it, so they do the only thing they know. They drive into it fast as fuck and <laughs> and destroy it that way. And that is the Fast and Furious 9, right? And I was genuinely in the cinema watching it, right? And it was listen, it was quite entertaining the movie because it was just stupid fucking nonsense. Uh-huh. I did get an idea for a new podcast while I was watching it, right? Okay. But I don't think we can do it because 
I want I want to get a scientist right, a really fucking shit hot amazing scientist that really knows his stuff. Watch things like that with him and get him to pick holes in it. Yeah, um, I don't think you need a scientist to pick holes in that particular no, no, one. <laughs> probably not that one in particular. <laughs> but just but even I get just you, in general. But yeah, if if you watch the Fast and the Furious Nine, they do just fucking put a jetpack on top of a car and it gets them into space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the biggest thing that's always wrong with things in space is noise, like. Sun doesn't travel in a vacuum, right? So in space, right. like a thrust or whatever, like you wouldn't hear it. Like, do you hear the, the car accelerate? Like, meow, <laughs> right, so, right. In. <laughs> can the astronauts talk to each other? Aye, aye. It's not. It's not quite. Like, aye, aye. It's uh, yes. Ah, okay. Aye, I'm not. I'm not that that good at explaining things. But yes, like in space, in a vacuum, sun doesn't travel right so like if you're in a fucking rocket i'd imagine you know in a vacuum you're yeah. in something that's pressurized or whatever okay. or you would die i think but i that's that's a thing um noise noise doesn't travel in a vacuum hello friends colin here the looks the charm and the brains behind long-term memory just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. So, yes, that's another hole, I suppose, if you hear it going, yeah, I'm right into the fucking, <laughs> they just, oh man, it just, so, it's so it? ridiculous. I like that's jumping the shark surely like it's oh, got to nine and they've mass but like, I don't know is it ridic- as ridiculous as that like in seven and eight and shit the whole film's ridiculous but yeah right. they've all been fucking nuts they when I say they make the decision to just drive into the satellite to destroy it they turn around to each other and say this will probably destroy the car so we could die and they say just have faith we'll be alright and they drive into the into the satellite, they destroy it, and the next scene is some Chinese satellite with spacemen on it, and they see these two guys floating in space in their yellow diving suits, <laughs> and they they help them and get them onto their satellite thing and say, and the big joke is they look like minions. So right, okay. that's the Fast and the Furious Nine guys. Go see it. It sounds absolutely that. Speaking about the Chinese, um, in October of nineteen ninety three, uh, they just decided to perform a nuclear test, basically. Ending what was a sort of de facto law, basically that was worldwide. Like I don't think it was written, basically, but it was like, like yeah, let's not fucking test nuclear shit. And China went, fuck you, we'll do what we want. And that's why they're worth a watching. <laughs> yeah, they are worth a watching indeed. Well, we'll just tell your mother that uh, that uh, we ate it all. Hey guys, we're here to speak about. Pies. Um, obviously, we've done a competition with the hashtag WTM Pies. People entered. A few people also entered online, which is good, I suppose, because not everybody's on Twitter. So there is a contact form on longtermemory.com that 
you can use to enter as well, guys. Um, I'll put a link in the in the show notes if you want to enter this week's competition. We're doing something a little bit different this week, so we're going a little bit different, not much. <laughs> yeah, shall we shall we announce last week's winner first of all? Yeah, yeah, yes, you've got the names in front of you. Or the, the names, so, not names. So. The name, yeah. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. One set of pies for one person only. <laughs> um, Colin and Jack need fed too. Um, the winner from last week, our, our inaugural winner, is Cameron Christie. Um, well done, Cameron. You filled in the form on the website. You sent a lovely message and your name came out of the hat this week. Um, so I've got your email address. I will send you an email and get your delivery details and all that sort of stuff. And there will be some wonderful pies on the way. Um, because you're our first winner, um, we're going to ask you to do something we're going to ask all winners to do, which is show us your pie. Yes. Um, so when you receive <laughs> the prize... Still makes me laugh. <laughs> when you receive it, please... Um, Stick a wee tweet out with the hashtag WTMPies and show us your pie. Um, if you've not on Twitter and that's where you're using the contact form, just do that or send us an email. But the big thing is, show us your pies. You've got to show us your pie. This week we're going to ask a really tricky question. What's your favourite pie? Just answer that. Just and that's how you enter. Yeah. What's uh, your favourite pie, Colin? Mine's My favourite pie is a, is a pie from Pie Sports Jack because yes. they are the best pies in the market. Steak, um, haggis and peppercorn. Lovely. Uh, it's the one really, really good, but I'd really do like a mac and cheese pie as well, to be fair. It's it's when I when I go to the football, that's my go-to because if you go to the football, the pies are not very good. They're nowhere near as good as pie sports pies. And I think they can do less wrong with a mac and cheese one, uh, a macaroni pie. Um so I tend to go for that. But the pies of the, the football are a travesty to pies. They but, are let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say from the from the pie sports ones that I've tried, probably that steak haggis peppercorn sauce one is tremendous. Yeah. Um, See, even so, if you're like a big lad, we're both big lads and you might lose a bit of weight, get a skinny scotch. 40% reduced fat. Yeah, so you can have a pie, all the taste of goodness, 40% less fat. Yum, yum, yum. And, and if you only eat half of it, that's 80% reduced fat. That's um, it, and you'll be, so, like, you'll be ripped soon enough. Go to piesports.com, go to pie stall, order all the pies, and you'll be solid. Right. That's, that could be their new advert. Their new advert. So, just to reiterate, guys, send us a tweet, send us a contact form, tell us what's your favourite pie, use the hashtag WTM Pies, and you could be next week's winner. So, please get in touch. And if you don't win and you're really, really sad, you can always go on piesports.com and buy your own pies. They're well worth a buy, are their pies. A little bit of culture and stuff now, Colin. Biggest movie of the year. I think everybody knows this. Jurassic Park. What yep. film? Yeah. It's amazing. $914 million. Nearly a billion. Nearly. Um, it's probably up to a billion now, I'd imagine. Wait, I don't know. Like, is, that bo- is, that o- is that only box office takings? It is only box office right, takings, okay. but it so depends it if, be. they've been, if they've been adjusted for inflation, though, because perhaps inflation could take them over that billion. Right. Um, I remember a couple of things about Jurassic Park Jack 1. I remember going to see it in the Odeon, and if you bought a special combo... Um, sorry it wasn't the Odeon it was the UCI at East Kilbride before it became the Odeon and if you bought a special combo you got a baseball cap so I had a Jurassic Park baseball cap black with the logo and I thought it was cool as fuck mm-hmm. um, tell you what Jurassic Park I've got a, a link to my wedding Jack you wouldn't know that but there's a link to my wedding with Jurassic Park right. um, we hired a string quartet to play at our wedding um, the idea would be that they would play um, during the meal and in between like the, the meal and the evening bit and stuff like that, they said that they would learn a couple of songs for us or let us pick some songs like that weren't just part of their standard set. 
Um, I was allowed to pick two. I think Lisa picked about 22. Uh, right. And one of the ones I picked was the Jurassic Park theme tune. <laughs> so there was this really cool string quartet sitting playing, and then just in the middle of the wedding at a random time, you just heard... Oh, mate, I, 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 I just remembered. I'm going to stick a jingle in here, right? I'll stick it in. I'll stick it in now. It's so bad, but it's funny. <laughs> um, the the other one that I picked was from Game of Thrones, and it was the the Red Wedding music, uh, the, the, the oh, something of Castamere, whatever it was, and I got that to play just during the meals as well, which I thought was pretty cool. And if you knew, you knew at the time, obviously. Uh, but I Jurassic Park's brilliant. Uh-huh. A film, uh, the Academy Awards, obviously, Billy Crystal was hosting it this year in the March. And um, held in LA, blah blah blah. Unforgiven won best picture, and I've got a feeling I already know the answer to this. Colin, I don't think you've not seen this, have you? I've not. I don't think I don't think I have. It's directed by Clint Eastwood, isn't it? Uh, it's a <clears throat> it's a western, but I don't think I've ever, apart from Django Unchained, I don't think I've ever watched an other. Western. My dad was right into him, like he was just of that age, but it was literally the only films that you liked. That, yeah, that you liked that were on the telly growing up. So it was a nostalgia kick for him watching all the all the old Westies or whatever. Uh, but no, Django Unchained is the only one that's popping. Even the Hateful Eight, I've not seen that. How about yourself? Yeah, seen many westerns that pop into I've your seen, head. I've seen all the ones that you mentioned. Um, all two of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't. I, I've seen other ones in the past, but they don't. They've not been memorable enough for me to remember actual names and stuff. But I remember my grandpa watching westerns all the time and him just watching them. Um, I told you that thing I learned recently about um, spaghetti westerns, didn't I? Maybe tell me again. But so, do you know why spaghetti westerns are called spaghetti westerns? No, because they were they were made by Italians. Seriously, is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's genuinely it, yeah. Do you know they were made by Italians. It's never really crossed my mind why, why they were called spaghetti westerns. I cannot... No, I had no idea. I just took it as read that they were called that for a specific reason that wouldn't be kind of racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of racist. Like, where would you go with that if, if, if they were made by... Indians are the were made by the Chinese. Like you wouldn't call them Chow Mein westerns or anything else, but yeah, <laughs> for some reason the old Italians get it tight. Yeah, um, with the spaghetti western. Uh-huh. Talk about the Chinese. Actually, the China Film Import and Export Corporation ends its forty-year monopoly uh, distributing all films in China. Basically, so it was obviously they were in charge and they sort of let that go. And now, I think back then there was sixteen. Chinese film studios and they were allowed to distribute their own films for the first time way back then. So again, China's just been a bit, I don't know, I'm sort of behind the times, like such a communist country and they thought, right, we've got one film distribution company and they decided to bend that idea when they realised that they're fucking hell of a lot of work, man. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> like, what the rest of them are doing now. Like, I wonder like all those new ones that have created if they spend all their time just making porn with <coughs> pixelated vaginas in it and pixelated cocks. Again, that's Japan, man. You need to stop doing that. <coughs> I, 
Moving on. What was what's next? <laughs> yes. Um, last last year, I was going to say 1992, there was 12 songs that reached number one. Only 15 in 1993. Um, a slight improvement in the single sales, sales rising year on year um, for the first time since 89. My, my visions went, by the way, people. Um, I can't really see my left eye. So uh, I think that's 1989, is that right? So, um, uh, yes, it is, yeah. It doesn't seem anything to boast about, like, because this is 1993, so it's only four years later, and they're saying, oh, sales have went up since, suppose, first time since, all the way back uh, four years ago. <laughs> I don't know, though, if, if that's your business, that's your industry, though, and it's been flat for four years. Oh, yeah. Okay. I suppose after four years, you are going to be delighted with it going, like, so, I do get it, but just uh, on paper, looking back at it, it doesn't seem all that impressive. Yeah. Um... Jack, the, the only song to sell over a million copies uh, was one that was actually come out in 1992, Whitney Houston's cover of I Will Always Love You. Um, now, it was a cover because it was written by who? You know this. Everybody knows this. I do. Just tell me. Don't remember she's, got bl- she's got blonde hair, big boobs and a theme park. Oh, Dolly? Was it? Yeah. I never knew that. that song first, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it managed to sell pretty well to make its way into the top 10 of both 92 and 93. Um, the biggest selling single of the year came from Meatloaf, who hit number one for seven weeks, Jack, from October. What if I would do anything for love, but I won't do that? Um, which is a bit of a, a classic Meatloaf song, really. Yes, I, I remember kind of being into Meatloaf because we would go to my sister's house and she was the first person I knew that had a CD player, but not only a CD player, it was one of the three... Like with the three you, CD you things, three in at once. Yeah, and for some reason, the Meatloaf and Bat Out of Hell Two album, I think, just grabbed my attention with the cover and stuff. I thought that looks cool, and that was the first that was the first track on it. And I was kind of into Meatloaf for a wee bit as a youngster, just because of that. Like went to my sister's house and stuck that CD in, but that's the only real reason. Never really followed them since. Sort of. What would you call that sort of dram, dram, drammy rock, dramatic rock? You know, it's very much... Yeah, it's theatre-like, almost theatre-like, isn't a it? A musical theatre rock type, almost. Um, uh, what do you think the thing was that he wouldn't do for love? Like, he would do anything for love, but he wouldn't do that one thing. Like, what, what do you think it was? Um, run on the tennis court and stab somebody? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it could be that, yeah. It could be. Um, I pulled the top 40 songs, right, from this year. Right, I'm excited. I thought, uh, yeah, usually when you do this, I'll, I'll find one or two songs that I like, right? I've literally covered this screenshot in a red markup because everything's amazing. So Meatloaf's in there. I'd do anything for love. Ace of Bass, all that they want is another Baby Jack. They're in there. Um, two Unlimited, Rain Anita from Amsterdam are in there with No Limit. Um, you've got Shaggy with O Carolina. Um, you've got Haddo with What Is Love, Culture Beat with Mr. Vane. You've got Bobby Bluebell and his brothers with The Young at Heart. Um, which obviously got quite famous because it was in the Renault Clio advert. Um, Take That with Babe. I fucking loved Take That in 1993. And Babe was the first song that Mark Owen sang on his own and it was really, really good. You've got, it's a cracking name for a group, the Urban Cookie Collective with I Got The Key, I Got The Secret. Um, Spin Doctors with Two Princes. You've got Annie Lennox with Little Bird. Billy Joel with Big River of Dreams. Um, Shabba Ranks with Mr. Loverman, Shabba. And Capella with You've Got to Let the Music. There's not a cool song in that whole list, right? But they're all (laughs) fucking brilliant. (laughs) You missed out Mr. Blobby with Mr. Blobby, by the way. Yeah, that was a Christmas number one, I think, that one. (laughs) Um, Jesus Christ, man. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. Yeah, it was fucking, that was a bizarre thing to be on. Like, 15 million people would tune in to watch that. 
No guy, house party. No house party, and Mr. Blobby would run about and like push people over and shit, and that was like prime time entertainment in the nineties. <laughs> was no Edmonds is an interesting guy. Like mm. he, he's, he's he's done so many mad things. He launched a radio station not long ago. Um, a radio station just for dogs. Uh, you're supposed to you're supposed to leave on when you go out for the dogs, uh, but you would think that a radio station like that would be just music for them and stuff like that. But no, there's parts of it where it is no Edmonds psychologically talking to the dogs or so he thinks you're a good boy. <laughs> you're not home alone. They'll be home soon, boy, and all this sort of stuff. But the guy's in that case. Uh, That's mental, but like it's, yeah. Um... It is mental, but it's nice. Like I'll leave the TV on for my dog when I go. Like I don't want him sitting in silence. Mercury Prize. Which I thought was the Mercury Prize. It was awarded to Schwed this year, nineteen ninety three. I've always, without any real knowledge about it, thought it's like the Wanks Wank Prize for music. But again, is that just me being? No, I, I don't think it is just you being a dick. It usually is. It's. <clears throat> to be fair, Swede won it that year, and Swede were a big band, had some great songs and stuff like that. So Swede are legit, but usually it's fucking weirdos that win it, and it's one of these words. It's an award that's a it's awarded to somebody rather than voted for. Huh. So the kind of wankers that would be on a sort of panel to make that sort of thing gives you an idea of what's going to win it, and I think you want to, they, they try and make it cool, uh-huh. and they pick something they think is going to get headlines be out there and get attention rather than the best song or the best the best album. Yeah. It's bullshit usually. One Direction were basically born in 1993. Zayn Malik, Liam Payne and Niall Horn were all born in 1993. So there we are. Um, one for the Oliver Appreciate Oliver Lady Listeners. <laughs> lady listeners are fucking out. Hello, <laughs> lady listeners. Hi, lady Put down listeners. the sewing for a minute. Put down the sewing, <laughs> stop the dishes, and have a listen to our podcast. Um, oh. one, one Direction are going to get back together one day, Jack, and take over the fucking world when they do it. Like, there's, They are going to get back together and sell out the whole world. It's going to be nuts. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, not a big One Direction fan, but their singles are very good from a pop point of view and people love them. My daughter is in love with Harry Styles. Like she adores him. Like I remember when they first sort of got put together, women became really creepy for the first yes, time. They, like they worldwide. Like, oh look at that sex. He was like fucking fifty well, we wasn't quite fifty, he was like sixty at the time or something. It just mm-hmm. felt again, it just it just felt like wait a minute. It just felt weird because yeah. women are generally aren't creepy like that. That's not but he was he was banging that woman that killed herself, wasn't he? For a while, Caroline. she was much older than him. Um, what was Caroline Flack? Yeah. Caroline Flack, that's the one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was she was much older than him, but yeah, it became ex- ex- acceptable. Um, whereas if it had been a lot of guys doing that about a young little mix, it would be a completely different story, I would imagine. Ah, well, ah, that's it. nothing, nothing illegal about it, but still a little bit. Uh, it's weird. It's weird, a bit weird. I uh, sad day for. Um, all the Hepburn fans, she died um, she in January that year. And a sad day for wrestling fans, mate. It was a of a certain day. age anyway. Yeah. It was, because Andre the Giant died. Um, a, a, a giant of a man in more ways than one. Um, if you've not seen, if you're not a wrestling fan, you still know him probably from The Princess Bride and other bits and pieces that he did. Um, really good HBO documentary that I believe you've watched, Jack, about yeah. Andre the Giant and his life story and 
it's quite an interesting read. It's the uh, watch, I should say. It's it's got very little to do with wrestling and more to do with the guy and the problems he had, just being the size he was and stuff like that. Yeah, his drinking was Nuts. like wild. Like you're talking like fucking sixty cans of lager and eight bottles of wine, right? Yeah. Just on what a night, just a night, like that. Fuck it, just sitting a bit wild, man. But I, he was. Um, my first ever wrestling video was WrestleMania 4, and the main event was him v Hulk. Um, so I was kind of into him as a youngster, you know, um, when I was into sort of wrestling for that period of my life. Got back into wrestling for a couple of years when I was about 15 or 16, then sort of fell away from it. But Andre the Giant was sort of him and Hulk were the big guys, um, literally and sort of metaphorically when I was when I was a youngster. So yeah, sad day um, when the big man dies because he was... He was young. I mean, he was only born in 1946. So, uh, lots of lots of health problems, obviously. Um, being oh, massively. That massively. size. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Now we get to your section. Uh, listener mail, basically. And, again, lots of people getting in contact. We'll just we'll just battle through them and wrap up in the next couple of minutes. Calling podcast father. His name is Jeff. Has been back in contact. Um, <laughs> My name is Jeff. Yes, um, he was loving the kids' movies. So he was, and to be fair, there was quite a lot of decent ones back then. There, there was. There was Hocus Pocus, um, which is getting remade just now. Actually, they're remaking that in twenty twenty one. Um, a Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, Rudy, Mrs. Doubtfire, that we've talked a, a lot about on our What Does SMH Mean podcast. So check uh-huh. that out. Dennis the Menace. But I bet you, old Jeff, that'll be the American Dennis the Menace, not the real Dennis the Menace. Yeah, the wee, the wee blonde kid. The wee blonde guy with Do you know spike. those two? Like, this is sort of... Dennis the Menace, I'm sure I've said this before, Dennis the Menace, the British one, and Dennis the Menace, the American one, were made within a month of each other. Like, within a month, but totally separately. Yeah, but just, just a coincidence, basically. Just a coincidence that the name rhymed, basically. Yeah. Um, Coneheads, he's mentioned as well, <clears> and also Rookie of the Year. So there, there's some good stuff there from from old Jeff. I think the standout for me probably is Hocus Pocus yeah, because there's a I, there's a hot witch in that. Yes, for sure. Mrs. Doubtfire is probably up there for me. Uh, Blue Lacoste again, John Limited, um, no limit, obviously. I think Gary Morris. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gene Rangers won a treble. Good stuff. Traveling across oh, Europe and getting the wrong train in Paris to Marseille. Uh, he got in a slow train instead of the express. Bastard! <laughs> but why um, would there be a slow train? Like, or does it just mean a train that does it stops rather than it just, slow? yeah, yeah? That, right, it's got like maybe twelve stops or fifteen yeah. stops rather than just straight there. So it's slow because it stops. It's not just it, it drives. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a, a really shaky yeah. old train. Right. <laughs> uh, football stadiums starting to change, which is yeah, um, what safety measures and stuff coming in back then, and getting an Amiga computer and Championship Manager. One yes. of the greatest games of all time. Yeah. Especially back then on the Amiga, Amiga 1200, Championship Manager, one floppy disk, no nonsense, just play the games. That and Monkey Island, that <clears> was my life for a while. Yeah, Wolf, cheating French bastards, um, talking about Marseille there, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> in the first season of the EPL, as it is now, yeah, um, you kind of, 92, 93, all right. Yeah. yeah, that that was a big one. Um, big shout out to Wolf as well, who bought us a coffee this week. Um, oh, so cheers, thank Wolf, you thanks. very much for that, Wolf. Much appreciated. Anybody else wants to buy us a coffee, you can do it at buymeacoffee.com forward slash wrong term memory. 
Um, Sir Dunk got in charge um, with a photograph of David Baddiel and someone else who I don't recognise, Jack. Who is the no, other guy? I never, I never knew who this was, uh, but luckily uh, Watman decided to sort of jump in and have a conversation between um, him and Sir Dunk, and it's a guy called Newman. Um, Rob Newman. Rob Newman. Yeah, and Watman said Newman and Baddiel saw them at the GMU. Some arse decided to throw a glass at Rob Newman who walked off stage. Can't particularly blame him for that, um, throwing tumblers about. And as part of this conversation, Sir Dunk got back in charge, saw him twice at the Pavilion and the SECC. The bold Rob somehow ended up in the box, <laughs> proceeded to jump onto the stage and broke his ankle and got a standing for it. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, he certainly wasn't standing. <laughs> um, Michael Maguire got in touch. Uh, Ronald Koeman with a masterclass in shithousery against England as Graham Taylor loses it. Um, that that's that's definitely a memory. There's a lot of football stuff coming through here. Yeah, enjoy um, it, man. Yeah, Weir Bear uh, came with nineteen ninety three. Jurassic Park was huge. The James Bulger case oh, was the big was story for man. sure. Mm. Um, fuck yeah, that was an awful story. That's one that oh. I revisited and watched a documentary on that and stuff. And some of the stuff that happened to that wee boy was fucking horrific. Uh, it's fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah. Absolutely horrific, and it's it's one of these ones that. It's became a thing now for every time somebody does something or every time somebody gets arrested for something or does something bad, there'll be some idiot on Facebook trying to say that's one of his two killers that's done it. That's so-and-so on a new identity. That's Terry Venables or Christopher, what's his name? Somebody that John Venables. And John Venables and... I can't mind that guy's name, I man. I can't remember, but yeah. You, which, which, is kind of, which is kind of, I think, the way it fucking should be, man. Like, you shouldn't remember these cunts' names. Absolutely. You need to remember James Bulger. Like actually, actually, you need to remember poor wee boy, man. That's a shame. Um, Aaron Old, final series of Cotton Leap, heartbreaking. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, do, it was do, great, do, man. We all, we all, we fucking box. <coughs> it was at its time. He's an iPhone for MDLs. else. Yeah, like I remember watching it quite a lot, and I was racking my brains trying to think of a memory of an episode, and the only one that popped into mind, and I'm not going to explain this very well. He went back. And he was basically like a, without putting too fine a point on it, like a kind of simpleton hillbilly. Right, okay. And that's where he had to obviously change his life or whatever, but that's the only one that I could really think of. But I did used to watch it all the time and really, really quite enjoyed it. Gary Morris, obviously, techno, techno, techno. Gary's our mate and he's famous for loving pop music and particularly steps and fucking nonsense like that but he does have a wee techno side to him that he was right into all that stuff back then So yeah, he's, talking about, he's talking about Tour Limited techno, techno, techno yes, there was a picture is. but I never attached the picture mate so. ah, okay. and then we'll finish off with a Robbie Cunningham who talked about the death of Pablo Escobar um, which we've all kind of seen recently the Netflix shows and stuff like that about him so yeah that was another big thing in 1993 as well so a hell of a lot happened in 1993 Jack a lot of good stuff a lot of happy memories in terms of the music in particular for me yeah. Um, I genuinely want to just go and find now that's why I call music 1993 and listen to it because I'm going to thoroughly enjoy it yeah for sure right what we're going to do going to be honest we're just going to keep going through the 90s at the moment unless there's any real objection to it but the episode seems to be pretty popular with the numbers and stuff like that so we'll just we'll give you what you want always looking for your input and remember WTM pies tell us your favourite pie and like Cameron you could be getting a delivery next week cheers for joining guys we'll speak to you soon bye fucking <laughs> <laughs> <That> kid man <laughs>
Browse only the best pods in the best network. Quite the thing media.com.